0: All right, hey, how's it going, everybody? Um, if you guys don't know me, I'm Brody Barrett. I'm the student ministries pastor here at Destiny Church. And uh, I just want to say I am so excited that you're joining us for our series on modern family. Uh, we've talked about a kingdom man, a kingdom woman, and today we're going to talk about kingdom sons and daughters. Um, I'm really excited that I got to speak on Grad Sunday. Uh, I know that the next chapter of life can be extremely hard for people. There, there's so much change that happens. There's such a transition that happens when you go from high school to a career or to college or in the military or whatever you may be doing. Um, so I'm really excited to be speaking today. I know the next chapter is hard. Uh, I, I was online a little while ago, and I found um, this text message conversation between a mom and a daughter, Uh, The mom sends this picture and she says, look where I am, where are you? And the daughter says, where's that? I'm in my dorm. Please tell me you're not in someone else's dorm. And then the mom says, I'm in the wrong dorm. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh man, it just reminded me of how hard that transition is. Um, It's really difficult. Um, I went to Liberty University. I remember being so nervous um, about going to this next chapter of my life. Uh, we, have, we have a bunch of students who ended up going to Liberty this next year, and they, they let me know that you can now use meal swipes at places like Dunkin' Donuts and Chick-fil-A. Uh, when I went, you could only use these meal swipes for the place called The Rot, which was our dining hall. And I just learned that, you know, the sovereignty of God on his timing, because if I went uh, when I could use my swipes at Dunkin' Donuts and Chick-fil-A, it wouldn't have been good. Uh, You know, they say God can't give you more than you can handle. That's exactly what he did there. Um, Freshman 15 would have been freshman 500 probably. So uh, it's hard transitioning to the next chapter. Um, Not only is um, it hard, you know, with the freshman 15 to stay fit when you go to the next chapter, but I think one of the hardest things is deciding what is your faith gonna look like when you go to the next chapter. you, your relationship with Jesus has a brand new context to it because you don't have parents there. You, 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 are, um, you get to decide what your faith is going to look like. Uh, uh, the, sta- the numbers are staggering as far as students that end up going to college and they end up abandoning the faith. They stop going to church. And the thing is, when they ask them, why do you stop going to church? The majority of them, it's not because, oh, I hate God. I hate my parents. It's, well, I have all these different priorities, and so I don't really have time for them. So we see that there's a lot of students that go to church, and, and, and their families believe a certain way, yet they haven't quite bought into the kingdom, they haven't realized how vastly important it is for Jesus to be your everything. Um, I believe so much of the health of our church depends on how we prepare the next generation. How we take the kids that are in Destiny Kids, the students that are at the edge, and how we prepare them for the next chapter. What are their families gonna look like when they grow up and become dads and moms and they have careers? Um, So this week, uh, we're talking about what does a kingdom son and kingdom daughter look like. So many times we skip over to the wives, the husbands, the parents, when we talk about the role of the family in the kingdom of God. But I'm so glad because today we are talking about sons and daughters. God wants to use the role of the child in the spreading of the gospel, the narrative of the gospel, now, before all the adults check out, I want you to know we are all children, correct? Otherwise, you were put down here by aliens or something weird, um, and that's just a whole different, whole different thing. But uh, we are all sons and daughters. Ephesians 6, one through three, it says, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. You will have a long life on the earth. Uh, today, I want us to look at the example of King Josiah. He was one of the kings of Judah, and he became a king at eight years old. Eight years old, I can't imagine that. Uh, becomes king, and uh, he became one of the best kings in the Bible. However, it's interesting because his dad was a, was a bad, bad king. He was only king for two years, and he was so bad that his servants ended up killing him. And his grandfather Uh, was all about worshiping idols and and didn't want anything to do with God until the very end of his life where he repented, but he wasn't a good king at all. So I wanna look at Josiah, King Josiah. He was obviously a kingdom uh, child. And I wanna look at his life and see the different things that he did in order to be a kingdom child. So we're talking about the ABCs of kingdom children, ABCs. The very first one, the A is authentic. Authentic. Kingdom children have an authentic faith. 2 Chronicles 34, 3, um, it says this about King Josiah. It says, during the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, Josiah began to seek the God of his ancestor, David. So we see that he got to a point in his life when he was about 16 years old where he decided, I'm going to seek God. I'm going to make this faith my own. I want to find out more about this God of my ancestor, David. He became authentic. I want to ask you, is your faith authentic? Do you have a personal relationship with God? There comes a time when your relationship with Jesus is not your parents, it's not your grandparents, it's not anyone else's, but it is yours. And you decide, I want to find out for myself what a relationship with Jesus is like. I wanna ask you, do you read the Bible and go to church out of of obligation, out of, oh, my parents told me I need to do this, this is something my family has always done, or is it out of a personal relationship with Jesus? Um, 2 Timothy 1.5, Paul said this to Timothy. He said, I remember your genuine faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. Saying, Timothy, I know you have a genuine faith. Yes, your grandmother believed this. Yes, your mom believed it. But I see it in you. It's a genuine faith. Um, You know, in the kingdom of God, we can't ride the coattails of our parents and just say, well, they believe they had a personal relationship with Jesus. Therefore, I do there comes a time in our lives where we decide for ourselves that we wanna follow Jesus. I remember back in high school, uh, my parents had passes to Idalee, the rec center here, and uh, my friends decided, well, they, they really got into basketball. So they'd always ask me, hey, Brody, do you wanna come play basketball with us at Idalee? I was like, yeah, sure. So I'd go, and I didn't have a pass myself. So I would pay like $5 and go in. And then I thought, wait, my parents have passes. Therefore, I have a pass, probably, so I'm just going to use their pass. So I remember I went in the first day, and beep, like you scan your card, and I went, and they didn't say anything. No one was really looking. I was like, man, this is great. I've got free access to Italy. This is awesome. So the next time I go in, and beep, and no one was looking again. So I was like, this is awesome. And then the third time I went in, beep. They're like, hey, sir. I was like, yeah? Uh, whose pass is that? Um, uh, Anita Barrett? Like, that's not you, is it? Uh, no, it's not. It's not. Um, and then I tried to play dumb, like, oh, does this not work for me? Because uh, she's my mom. Like, no, you need to have your own pass. I was like, okay. And I was like, I'm gonna try it one more time. So the last time, you guys ever see Born Identity where he's like on the phone and like he's just like booking it? That's what I did. Like, I was like not making eye contact. Like, it was like, sir, hey, stop, stop, stop. And uh, I'm sure they had my, my picture like everywhere, like stop this man if he comes in here. And they were like, we told you, your parents' pass doesn't work for you. And I had to pay money, get my own pass and everything. And, I, and, and it's the same thing when it comes to Jesus. You need your own personal relationship with Jesus. You need to personally give your life to him um, every person will be held accountable for if they personally put their faith in Jesus. So I wanna encourage you, let your faith be real. Let it be real. What this means is, is to ask questions. So many times we discourage teenagers from asking questions. Whoa, whoa, no, 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 just, just believe. But it is good to ask questions. When parents tell me that their kids are asking questions, I say, that is so good, that's awesome. Because that means that they are trying to find out the truth. And if you encourage them to seek the truth, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So if they are seeking the truth, that means they are seeking Jesus. And the closer they get to the truth, the closer they get to Christ. So I want to encourage you parents, open up the doors for those conversations. When your kid is asking about sex, talk to them, be real with them about why purity is so important. About what what the Bible says about purity and not just don't do that stuff, but this is why we don't because there is a better life. There's a promise you can walk in. When they ask about alcohol, when they ask about drugs, when they ask about all of these different things, when they ask about the creation of the world, when they ask about all these different things, encourage that. Encourage them to ask those questions because they are seeking the truth. They're seeking Jesus. They want to make their faith their own. So encourage them in that. Walk with them in those questions. You won't know every answer. But I guarantee if you decide, man, I'm going to walk with them through this and encourage them through this, and you, you steer them in the right direction, it, there's going to be, more times than not, a great result because they are seeking the truth. So be authentic. Have an authentic faith. The second thing, the B is bold. Kingdom children are Bold. Now, bold, is it means to stick out, to be different. You know, when I, when I typed up this sermon, there are different things that I really wanted to stick out, so I highlight it, command B, and bold. It makes it stick out. People who are kingdom children do not just go with the flow. They decide, I'm going to stick out. I'm going to be a leader. And how do we do this? There's two things the Bible says about children. They need to honor and obey. Honor and obey. Uh, we need to be the light in the darkness. And this is how this happens. Honor and obedience. Second Chronicles 34, 31. This is King Josiah. And it says, The king took his place of authority beside the, beside the pillar and renewed the covenant in the Lord's presence. He pledged to obey the Lord by keeping all his commands, laws, and decrees. With all his heart and soul, he promised to obey all the terms of the covenant that were written in the scroll. Josiah realized, if I'm going to be a great leader for this nation, I need to honor and obey what God has told me to do. Um, So so many people think, man, to be bold isn't to obey, it's it's to rebel. Rebellion leads to, to being a leader. But what we see is that when Jesus wants you to first learn how to follow before he calls you to lead, what did he tell the disciples? He didn't say, Hey, Simon, nice to meet you. Hey, here you go. You're going to run the church. Where to go? Good job. No, he said this. He said, Follow me. He wanted them to learn how to follow, how to put themselves under authority, how to honor and obey. Jesus wants you to learn how to follow. Now, some of you on here, you hear the word authority and you just. Coward, you're like, no, I'm my own authority. I'm not gonna listen to anyone else. God's telling you today, you need to have authority in your life because if you can't learn to follow, you will not learn how to lead. So many times we associate um, rebellion with boldness. Man, if you wanna be bold, you need to rebel. You need to disobey. You need to go against what authority tells you to do. And, and we act like it's this unique, really cool thing to do. Man, you're so bold if you rebel. But I, here's something for you to think about, okay? Rebellion is not boldness because everyone is rebelling. Everyone disobeys. Everyone goes against authority. So it's not unique anymore. Ever since the beginning of creation, when God created man, man has been rebelling. It, it, it's like, you know, when people act like it's unique when they say, man, I don't like the word moist. I hate that word. Like everyone says that. That's not unique anymore. everyone That's everyone's word that they don't like. Rebellion is what everyone is doing, okay? It's not, it's not unique anymore. It's not, it's not bold. Do you know what is bold? Obedience. Obedience is boldness. If you actually decide to obey what your parents say to do, if you actually decide to obey with the right heart, what your boss tells you to do, that's boldness. Not to have this rebellion in your heart. Um, you know, Ephesians 6, it says, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. He's not saying because you don't want to get in trouble, because you uh, agree with everything they tell you to do. It says because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Um, you know, so many times we think obedience is just not getting in trouble, if I can just cover up enough, if I can just make them think that I'm doing what's right. But no, obedience is a heart issue. Uh, 1 Peter 5, 5-6, through 6, it says, In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you, dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. You need to allow yourself to listen to the authority in your life, to obey. Parents, I wanna encourage you to lead your kids. Be their authority. Don't just let them do whatever. Don't let them call their own shots. Be the authority in their life because secretly, they are, they are craving authority, someone to lead them, and they need you to do it. Uh, my wife, Amber, and I, we got this dog Ellie, we got her when she was this tiny, tiny little puppy. She was the cutest, cutest thing, man. She was so small and um, she was so cute. It was great. Uh, But I wasn't told that puppies actually go from, uh, they say that puppies go from puppy straight into demon. Uh, (laughs) I did not know that. Uh, She became really bad. (laughs) I was like, we were like, what do we do? This dog is so bad. So we heard about this guy named Cesar Milan. He's the dog whisperer. Uh, he's got a show, Caesar 911. This show is incredible. Like, th- there will be this dog, and it has like someone's like head in its mouth, and this owner's like, "Stop! No! Stop! Sprinkles, don't do that!" <laughs> and then Caesar just walks up, and he's just like, and the dog's like, and it just obeys him right away, and it's unbelievable. And I've learned a lot. Um, I'm not quite the dog whisperer, but we've we've come a long way, and. I know that um, it, it's interesting because he says so many times when dogs lash out, sometimes the dog is violent, but more times than not, the dog is insecure and fearful. And the reason being is because it does not have a clear authority in their life. It does not have um, a clear authority that's showing them boundaries and leading them. So they feel like they have to be their own authority. And out of fear and insecurity, they lash out to other people to try to hide that they're scared. I feel like a lot of our teenagers, a lot of people in this world are fearful and insecure because they've never learned to listen to authority, and they feel like they have to be their own, their own authority, and they're insecure. Parents, I can't stress enough how important it is to show authority, to show how important it is to obey, to honor One of the biggest misconceptions of parenting is, is that if you love your kids, you should not discipline them. But that's not true. It leads to people who have no clue how to respect authority. It leads to people who can't keep jobs, can't keep friendships, can't stay in marriages because anytime they come up with opposition, they fold. Teach your kids how to listen to authority. Lead them. Give them boundaries in their life. Um, You know, so many people just want to be their kid's friend. There are so many people in this world that can be your child's friend. There's only one that can be their dad. There's only one that can be their mom. And that is your role. I'm not saying don't get along with your kids. I'm saying your first role is mom, is dad. So lead them. Be their authority. So obedience and then also honor. This is a deep respect. This is also a heart issue. This is how you view your parents, your authority. I feel like we so much um, in this country, we have lost the art of honor. I love going to Washington Nationals games. It's, it's one of the greatest things. And what I'll do a lot of times, my dream is to, to be in the diamond seats one day. And so I'll go on Craigslist and there'll be these diamond seats for like 200 bucks a piece. And I'll like message the person, I'll be like, $20 for both. And usually they respond with words I can't say on this stage. One of these days, they're gonna bite. They're gonna be like, absolutely, and I'll go, and it'll be, it'll be awesome. But I love going to these games. No matter where I sit, I love going to these games. And my favorite part of the game is in the fifth inning. They have all of the, the military and their families all behind home plate, and everyone stands up, and they wave their caps, and, and they honor these soldiers and their families because of what they've done for us to be able to have freedom. But what's so frustrating is, is we'll stand up and, and there's always a few people that decide, no, I don't wanna stand. And they sit there, they eat their stupid nachos and they decide, no, I'm not gonna stand up because I'm eating my nachos. And I wanna just take those nachos and just dump them on them. And be like, do you, do you understand what these families have gone through so that you can sit there and eat your nachos? I mean, it's like, no, I don't need to honor them. No, like, we, we have lost the art of honor um, you know, teenagers, honor your parents. Have a deep respect for them. I can, tell, um, I can tell you most likely if you honor your authority, if you honor your parents by your words, one, do you pray for your parents? That sounds so foreign. My parents are supposed to pray for me and provide for me. No, you pray for your parents. Honor them in the way that you pray for them. Two, how do you respond to them when you have a disagreement? How do you talk to them when you have a disagreement? I'm not saying you have to agree with everything they say, but the Bible does say you have to honor them. Speak with respect when you dis- disagree with your parents. And the third thing is, is um, you know, do you let them know? Do you tell your parents how much you appreciate them? Um, something that, that I, feel, I I felt personally convicted in my life about how um, I don't really honor people as much as I should, especially people in uniform. And so just lately, I felt like God telling me, man, whenever you see someone in uniform, tell them that you appreciate what, what they do, whether it be a police officer or a military or anybody else. Um, and, and my wife, she's really, really good at this. She always makes sure that she goes and, and tells people, man, I really appreciate what you do. Thank you so much. Uh, it was funny the other day, though, because uh, Amber and I were going into Starbucks, and we turned, we turned the corner past this car, and this guy in, in uniform uh, almost like ran into her. She said, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you for your service. And then uh, he was like, kinda gave like a look like, thank you, uh, and then kept walking. And then Amber looked at me, she's like, he wasn't a police officer, was he? And I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was a mall cop or something. And uh, <laughs> it was just really funny. And I was like, that guy probably got in his car. I was like, it's about time, thank you. <laughs> I work hard, all right? But, it, 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 you know, do you let people know that you honor them? Do you let your parents know, man, I appreciate what you've done? I thank you for what you've done. And some of you in here have not had good parents. But we still have to honor them. It's not conditional upon what they do. We still are supposed to honor them. So, obedience and honor, that's how you stick out with boldness. You know, I want us as a church to set an example of honor, honoring our authorities, honoring our own parents, honoring our bosses, honoring the president. I think we've all had times where we don't honor at least one of those. You know, we as adults, we need to set the example. Hey, this is how you honor someone even when you don't agree with them. You know, we need to be bold, be leaders, And stick out. And then the third thing, the C is chain breakers. Chain breakers. The Bible talks about how how sin, how, how when we are all born, we are all born to slavery to sin. How sin is like chains in your life, holding you down, keeping you from the life that God has for you. To be a chain breaker is to know that, that yes, we are born with chains, we are all given, we all have sin in our lives, yet there is one man who was the ultimate chain breaker, his name was Jesus, and he came down and he died as a man, and he defeated, he took your chains, he took your sin, and he died for you so that you could be with him. And, and, and a kingdom child knows there is one man that breaks all chains and knows that I don't need to live this life of slavery and sin. I can choose to live the life that God has for me. Many times, chains are passed down. There's, there's this thing called generational sin, that, where chains are passed down from generation to generation to generation of people who decide that they are not going to live the life God has for them, but they are going to live the, in slavery to sin, and it's passed down from generation to generation. This is what it was for King Josiah. His grandfather, Manasseh, was was not a good king, was all about worshiping everything else but God. Then his dad was king for two years, was so evil. His own servants killed him. So here are these chains passed down to Josiah. He is eight years old. He has to make a decision. Am I going to be someone who hangs on to these chains? And makes even more chains and passes those on to my kids? Or am I going to be a chain breaker? Am I going to be all about the freedom that God offers? Um, Some of you have had a really hard time here today because you know that your parents have not lived good lives. They haven't been good parents. They've made terrible decisions. They've lived in slavery to sin. But I want to encourage you, that does not have to be the life for you. You can either make chains or break chains, and you can be a chain breaker through Jesus Christ. Second Chronicles 34 through 33, it says this, so Josiah removed all detestable idols from the entire land of Israel and required everyone to worship the Lord their God, and throughout the rest of his lifetime, they did not turn away from the Lord, the God of their ancestors. He's saying, listen, these idols right here these are leading to our slavery. And he destroyed them and says, we are walking in the promises of God. We're not gonna live that life anymore. We're gonna break those chains. I know my dad lived one way. I know my grandpa lived one way, but I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm gonna be a chain breaker. He realized there was only one who could, afford, who could offer freedom. And through him, Josiah could be a chain breaker. Acts 13, 38 through 19, or 38 through 39, it says this. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. A kingdom child chooses freedom every day. It says this in Romans 6. This is the message version. It says, You know well enough from your own experience that there are some acts of so-called freedom that destroy freedom. Offer yourselves to sin, for instance, and it's your last free act. But offer yourselves to the ways of God and the freedom never quits. All your, li- all your lives, you've let sin tell you what to do, but thank God you've started listening to a new master, one whose commands set you free to live openly in his freedom. A kingdom child knows that true freedom and life are in the promises of God. There are promises in this, in this word, and if you walk in those, that is when you find true freedom. A kingdom child decides each and every morning when my feet hit that floor, I'm going to be walking in the promises of God. I'm choosing to not pick up the chains of sin, but I'm going to live in the promises of God. And a kingdom child does this. They walk in those promises. And they have people around them, whether it be at school or their jobs. You guys know who they are who are just, they have so much, so many chains in their life. And they get to look over and see you walking in the promises of God without the chains of sin. And they will ask you, how did you do that? Who took your chains away? And it leads you into letting other people know how to find true freedom. That's why we have the drop. That's why once a month we bring as many youth here as we can so that people can know you don't have to live in the slavery of sin anymore. You can be free from those chains. Uh, Many people ask me if I'm in full-time ministry. And what they mean is, do you you work full-time for the church? But I don't really like this term because I believe that if we are all kingdom children, we are all in full-time ministry. That all of our lives should be consumed with freedom, with making sure other people know how they can be free from their chains that they do not have to accept the chains that have been passed to them but rather they can break chains and start a new path our entire existence should be based off of letting people know about this freedom do you guys ever play freeze tag as a kid the way this game is played is it's like tag but you freeze all right so there's one person who's it and they'll run and they'll tag someone And when that person's tagged, they're frozen. They can't go anywhere. And they'll keep doing this. And the only way that that you can be released from being frozen is is you can run around and you can, if you're not tagged, you can tag people and say, unfreeze. And then they run and then they're free again. And every time I played that game, when you're frozen and you get tagged, what, what, what do you do? You run and you try to find other people who are frozen and you try to free them. You don't just sit there. You, you run and you try to find other people because you know if you free them, they're going to find more people who are, who are able to, to unfreeze more people. And, you, and it, it, it grows. That's what we need to do. Our entire existence needs to be about seeing people broken from the chains of slavery, from the chains of sin, And you say, okay, Jesus saved me from these chains. Now I'm gonna go and let more people know that there is only one person who can break their chains and it's Jesus. God wants to use you to spread that word. He wants to use you to let others know that there is freedom in Christ. You know, if you can get that now, based your entire life on choosing freedom, showing the way of freedom, you will find fulfillment. You will be a kingdom child. Now, some of you are in here today, and you say, man, talk about being a kingdom child. Talk about these chains of sin in my life that weigh weigh me down. You say, man, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know I've sinned. I've made really bad decisions, And, and, and I've talked about having an authentic relationship with Jesus, and you say, man, I don't have that. I'm still carrying around these chains of sin. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I don't know where I'm going when I die. I wanna tell you today, you can decide that you are going to the ultimate chain breaker, the one that came down died for you. You see, he saw that you sinned. He saw that and he knew, okay, if they sin, that means I'm separated from them. But I can't have that. So I'm gonna come down to earth as a man. I'm gonna be crucified on a cross, die a death that you were supposed to die. I'm gonna raise again, defeating sin. And he did all of that so that you today can decide that you are going to follow Jesus, that you are done with the the slavery of sin. You're done being separated from Christ and you are going to be with him forever. You can decide that today. You can be a kingdom child. What that means is that you are a son or a daughter of God himself. So if that's you, we're gonna pray here in a second. And I want to encourage you to pray this prayer. And it's not the words that save you. It's not these magic words. It's the belief in your heart that your sin has separated you from God. It's the belief in your heart that there is only one way that I can make it to heaven. It's the belief in your heart that there is only one that can take my chains away from me, and that's Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you that you are the father of all creation, that you can allow us to be kingdom children. I thank you that we can have an authentic faith, that we can be bold and we can be chain breakers. God, I pray right now for those that have not given their lives to you, They know that you are calling them right now to be a son, to be a daughter. If that's you, then pray this prayer with me. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I know that I have sinned, I know that I'm separated from you. But Jesus, because of your death on the cross and your resurrection, I'm choosing to take your sacrifice in my place. I want to be your son. I want to be your daughter. I want to live with you forever in heaven. Jesus, I am giving you my entire life. In your name I pray, amen.